0: Just to see you glorified, I'm satisfied. Just to see you glorified, glorious God, we bless you. The awesome God will thank you for your grace that you are giving to us to be in your presence this morning. Thank you, Lord, for this session of your word and so lord we pray that you lord will speak to us in the mighty name of jesus jehovah god we pray that we will not hear the man but we will hear you this morning in the mighty name of jesus lord i submit myself under your leading and so lord i pray that you lord will speak through me this morning I pray that no word that comes forth from this very moment will be mine but yours in the name of Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. Praise the living Jesus. Shall please be seated and let's put our hands together for the Lord for such a great presentation. But the way the Lord has used the choir this morning, I'm sure you've been blessed this morning. If you've been blessed this morning, please just wave your hands to the Lord. Okay, great. This morning, quickly, we want to share the word and we want to look at the theme as you have shared with us on a couple of platforms living a balanced life. Let somebody say, living a balanced life. Let somebody say living a balanced life. And, of course, our test is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 2, from verse 42 to 52, which has been read to us during the Bible test because we have a lot of ground to cover and we've taken a lot of time. Um, We're going to do this within the shortest possible time. What does it mean looking at the test, I mean, the team living a balanced life? want to quickly look at some elements of that topic, and then we we'll go on from there. What does it mean to be living? To be living means the experience of being alive. Ask your neighbor, are you alive? Oh, that doesn't sound like it. You know you can be living and not alive. And you can be alive and not living. You don't understand that we'll get there are you just living or you are alive so i'm going to ask you once again to ask your neighbor are you living or just alive please just face your next person ask the person are you living or just alive there are people that are just alive but not living there are people that's why Yoruba people will say, "Oh laye ye, be so you can be alive but not living." And then what does it mean to be balanced? To be balanced means equality of distribution, equality of distribution, equality of distribution. Remember, we are talking about living a balanced life. and in school. I'm sure a lot of us remember that we were told about balanced diet. And balanced diet is is a meal that contains adequate amount of all necessary ingredients, nutrients required for healthy growth. That's what we were taught in school. So just as, as it is in diet, that is the way it is also in life. God wants you and I to live a balanced life. God wants us to grow in all areas of our lives. The scripture says, which is the actual trust of this message, in Luke chapter 2 verse 52, Luke chapter 2 verse 82, He said, and Jesus grew in wisdom. That's number one. In stature, that's number two. In favor with God, that's number three. In favor with man, that's number four four cardinal points of the life of our lord jesus christ he grew in those four cardinal points now that means he grew all around now the scripture says in the book of psalm 71 the psalmist says thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side that's the psalmist saying that the Lord will increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. So God wants you to be balanced in all areas of your life. The book of Third John chapter 2, 12 John verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth praise the lord praise the lord is somebody alive in church this morning somebody shout hallelujah so the scriptures talked about four cardinal points of our life in luke chapter 2 verse 52 said increased in wisdom so what to examine those four cardinal points of life that as a child of god god has predestined that you should grow in those areas just as the lord jesus christ grew in those areas number 1 as stated in luke chapter 2 verse 52 the scripture says jesus grew in wisdom what does that mean mental prosperity mentally our lord jesus christ was sound he was not a dollar Jesus grew in wisdom, so you as a child of God, you as a follower of our Lord Jesus Christ, must grow in wisdom. Wisdom is described over time as the correct application of knowledge. So that invariably means that you need knowledge for you to be wise. That means you need knowledge for you to be wise. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 12. It says for wisdom is a defense and money is a defense. But the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. Take that second part of it. He said the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. So when you are knowledgeable, then you can be wise. Meaning, knowledge is a precursor for wisdom. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding works together. They are like siblings. So as a child of God, you require knowledge, understanding, for you to acquire wisdom. You require wisdom... To build anything of significance in life. Whether you want to build a home, you require wisdom. You want to build a family, you require wisdom. You want to build a marriage, you require wisdom. You want to build a business, you require wisdom. You want to build a relationship, you require wisdom. You want to build your finances, you require wisdom. So, as a child of God, it is extremely important... That you go after knowledge understanding for you to be wise praise the Lord praise the Lord now knowledge is the root of wisdom so as a child of God you have no excuse for you not to go after knowledge the reason a lot of people are at the level they are is because they don't go after knowledge Knowledge makes you wise, so acquire as much knowledge as you can. The scripture says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 14 Proverbs chapter 10, verse 14 it says, Wise men lay up knowledge. If you swap that, what does that mean? It means foolish people don't lay up knowledge. So, wise men lay up knowledge, and the scripture says, that Proverbs 10 verse 14, he said, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. Jesus Christ, in that text where we read, Luke chapter 2, from verse 42, you see that our Lord Jesus Christ sat down in the temple. His parents had gone. It took them three days for them to get him, for them to see him. And when they challenged him, what did he say? He said, why are they looking for him? Why are they you know disturbing him don't they know that he must be about his father's business so jesus christ sat down to learn so who are you not to sit down to learn if jesus christ while on earth could sit down to learn then you as a child of god it might even be a sin for you not to go after knowledge as a child of god you are required to acquire knowledge in practically every area of your life so that you can live an excellent life our father in the law the general here, have always said that his personal library is practically bigger than the libraries of some universities in nigeria what does that mean it means he reads wide and he does not read only spiritual books he reads different books and that is why when he comes up to teach you see that it's versatile in so many areas as God has helped him. The same thing with one of the great patriarchs of faith in this generation, also Bishop David Oedipo. He will tell you that when he travels abroad a lot of times, while the ministry was going up, he practically went after books. Because those books, he knew that if he could comprehend the things in those books, they will help him to get to where God has predestined him to be. And we can see it in the lives of these two men today. The scripture says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. He said, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all your getting, get understanding. What is understanding? Understanding is comprehensive knowledge, it is what you know that you can understand. Meaning, you need to get to the level of knowledge before you get to the level of understanding. So, if you have not known something, you cannot understand it. So, as a child of God, you must be deliberate about going after knowledge. If understanding is comprehensive knowledge, then it also on you as a child of God to ensure that you go after it. So that you can be in charge in life. The scriptures talked about the sons of Issachar in Second Chronicles chapter twelve, verse thirty-two. Second Chronicles chapter twelve, verse thirty-two. he said that they had understanding of times and what their kingsmen they were at their command. They were at their command. And as a child of God, you must realize that there is earthly wisdom and there is divine wisdom. The, the wisdom exhibited by our Lord Jesus Christ. Is the wisdom that is divine. Because earthly wisdom is evil. But divine wisdom, as stated in James chapter 3, verse 17, James chapter 3, verse 17, the scripture says the wisdom that is from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. So as a child of God, you must read. You must be deliberate about reading. As a youth, even if they have told you that you are going to become the president of Nigeria, you must be deliberate about acquiring knowledge, the required knowledge, for you to get to the next level that God has proposed and predestined for you to get to. So it is important that we... Embrace knowledge So that we can be wise Number two Jesus Christ grew in stature Jesus Christ grew in stature Here we are talking about Physically his physique is health Jesus Christ grew in health As a child of God Are you taking care Of your health Are you taking care of yourself you must take care of your body and don't overwork. As a child of God. The scripture says, in that scripture that was mentioned earlier, it said, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health And be in health." So as a child of God, beyond sicknesses and diseases that comes, that is outside your own making. There are things that come upon people that is actually their own making. For instance, if you are a child of God and you keep consuming sugar and all manner of things, then when diabetes or whatever comes, it is not, it is what Yoruba people call a for offer. So, as a child of God, you must be deliberate about your health. If the scripture says, that the wish above all things, that we prosper in health, then why should we work against what God wants for you and I? You and I must stay healthy by minding what we eat and drink, what we consume. I was watching TVC some days back, Wake Up Nigeria, one of their shows, Wake Up Nigeria, your views. And they brought a lady, and the lady was talking about the quantity of sugar in basmatic rice. And a lot of people like basmatic rice. The quantity of sugar in basmatic rice is a lot more, according to her, than the sugar in ordinary white rice. So, as a child of God, you must be mindful of what you consume. Number three, as a child of God, you must take time to exercise. If Jesus Christ grew in stature, you have no excuse not to grow in stature. The scripture says in first timothy chapter four verse eight. eight first timothy chapter four verse eight he said for bodily exercise profited little so the scriptures also admits that bodily exercise profits even if it is little compared with spiritual so as a child of god don't take i mean just find the easiest form of exercise for you to do our father in the lord General was a lot of time for those of us who take time out a lot of times to go and pray at the camp you see him walking and all of that in the middle of the night even if he won't say anything to you around that is axis you know just beside the i mean house of um now what does that mean if our father in the lord you know when you are doing prayer work you're also exercising your body you're also exercising your body So as a child of God, you must practice that as a necessity. As a necessity. If you do not practice any form of exercise, probably going to the gym and all of that, find the most comfortable exercise. Even if exercise does not come really easy a lot of times. For instance, one of the way I exercise is my prayer walk. My prayer walk. If you do your prayer walk very well, for instance, if you want to pray for three hours at night. One of the best ways to do this is by walking. When you walk, you will not fall asleep. When you are walking, I remember Pastor Deshola in my former province, Lagos province 37, you know, was talking about how he grew his prayer life. That he does his own exercise at night and he prays. Because if you kneel down to pray, a lot of times at night, you may just fall asleep. Why you think you want to pray for one hour? In five minutes, you doze off. The next thing is you wake up by 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Praise God. So as a child of God, you must fight. And you can weave this even into a spiritual thing. So it is important that we do this. Number four, which is important. As a youth. Our Lord Jesus Christ, we are still talking about stature. As a youth. Please take note of this. Smell nice. Smell nice. The scripture does not forbid it. Smell nice. The scripture does not forbid it. If you have ever walked beside Pastor JT Kalejae, you see that it smells nice. Don't let the thing that people perceive should be your natural smell. When you smell nice, you can even attract favor to your life. Hello? You walk by somebody and they look at you. Oh, I mean, you are attracting people. So as a child of God, it is important. The scriptures talk about different places where ointment was used, even in the New Testament. So as a child of God, it is important that you smell nice. Do you know you can lose a job by smelling badly? Do you know you can actually lose a big opportunity by not smelling nice? So as a child of God, as a youth growing up, don't let anybody deceive you. It is important that you invest into your body that you invest into your health the way you smell counts a lot you move close to some people and then you run away from them the fact that you are doing fasting and prayer is not also an excuse for you for your mouth to be smelling hello hello for instance by the grace of god i've been on marathon for like three days But I take care of my health That when people come close to me I'm not smelling The fact that I'm waiting on God Does not mean my mouth should be smelling Does not mean my body should be smelling So as a child of God You must invest into that Aspect you must smell nice It is important Number four Number five sorry Take time to rest So you don't rest in peace before your time Take time to rest so you don't rest in peace before your time. Do you know people can actually die before their time? You may not agree with me. But go and read the scriptures. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 17. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 17. It says, Be not over much wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why shouldest thou die before thy time? That means people can die before their time. Praise God. So you must take time to rest. Don't over labor in the name of doing anything. Number 6. Still on stature, as a child of God, dress well. As a youth, dress well. Stop looking like your problem. Stop looking like your problem. Stop wearing your problem as a clothes. Praise God. Praise God. I guess some things is hitting some people where they don't like. I'm sorry about that, but that's where it's coming this morning. Stop looking like your problem. Stop dressing for where you are. Start dressing for where you are going. Hello? Because that way you attract favor. Your dressing is part of your personal branding. Your dressing is part of your personal branding. A lot of times, when you even stand to preach, When people don't see the Jesus that you are preaching That that Jesus looks nice How will you attract them? Do you know You looking good Speaks for you When you even want to evangelize to somebody Depending on who you are evangelizing to anyway If you want to evangelize to an elite You cannot dress anyhow Because He won't even listen to you That if this is if your Jesus kept you at this level then you are joking our father in the Lord does not dress anyhow that the other way does not dress anyhow he dresses in a very simple way but he looks very good at it dressing well does not necessarily have to be expensive so as a child of God it is important that you do that you can lose a good job opportunity by not dressing well and you come to church and start casting out demons when the demon you are the one that actually put the demon all over yourself in the way you dressed stop wearing a banto line on a banto line It's a bad way to dress do you understand that okay you can lose a good business opportunity by not dressing well you can lose a good business opportunity by not dressing well By God's grace, I've been in business for over 13, 14 years. And you know what? You realize that when you go to a lot of these people, in fact, some of them, they want to accompany you to your car to know the kind of car that you brought. If you are someone they should do business with. So if your dressing has already pissed them off, they are not even interested in your car. Because it shows where you are coming from. Praise God so as a child of god you must dress well it is part of what god wants you to do our lord jesus christ all the images that you have seen of our lord jesus christ which one was he looking dirty cleanliness they say is less to godliness so if you are not looking good you are dirty you are even attracting demons Where do you think the spirit of uncleanliness will be? If not with someone that is dirty. So as a child of God, you must dress well. It is one of the things that God wants you to do. Number three, favor with God. Favor with God. I have 10 minutes more, by God's grace, I will do this within the next 10 minutes. Favor with God, your spiritual life. How is your spiritual life? As a child of God. The scripture says, Jesus, going back to Luke five. 2 verse 52 jesus grew in wisdom in stature in favor with god in spiritual life he had a good relationship the question you ask yourself this morning is what is the current state of your relationship with god is your relationship with god balanced jesus grew in his relationship with god are you growing in your relationship with god or you are just coming to church Are you studying his word? The scripture says, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth. You meditate in it day and night to observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then you make your way prosperous and shall have good success. Are you studying his word? By studying his word, you can get solution to the most complicated problems in life. A father in the Lord, the University, was once said that he solved a mathematical problem by reading is it the book of genesis or exodus now where the lord parted the red sea Why studying the Word, the lord can just inspire you on something that might be, that be very complicated in your life and in your head so jesus grew in his relationship with his father why should you not grow in your relationship with your father if the level you were 20 years ago is the same level that you are now then you are not growing and God doesn't want you that way. Are you studying his word? When you study his word, you grow in his word. The scripture says in 2 Timothy 2 verse 15. 2 Timothy 2 verse 15. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Are you studying his word? How is your prayer life? How is your prayer life? beyond coming to church and being a worker and singing and doing ushering and doing pastoring and being, how is your secret place to the Most High God? How is your secret place? There is a song that we used to sing those days, um, probably like um, 18, 20 years ago. Busy serving the Lord, busy praying for others, busy sweeping the floor in the house of the Lord prophesying and preaching, busy praying and dancing. Do you really know the Lord or you are just busy for Him? How is your inner man? How is your prayer life? How much of the Word of God do you have in your life? Or you are just busy for Him? Don't be a busybody for God. Being busy is not a testament to being productive. You can be busy for nothing. You can be a matter and just be busy for nothing. Do you still have a prayer halter in your home? Do you still pray together as a family? Do you still have quality time with God? Do you still have quality time with God? Ask yourself those questions. Is your name still in the book of life? Is your name still in the book of life? Is your name still in the book of life? The scripture says, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, it says, but we have come unto Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to the innumerable companies of angels, to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of Sprinkling that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel, is your name still in the book of life, or you have lost it? Ask yourself that question this morning because that determines eventually what happens after now. If God takes your life today, are you going to hell or you are going to heaven? Of course, nobody wants to hear that, but it happens, like our father in the Lord said. Sometime last year during the minister's conference Nobody is powerful on the day of death No one is powerful Death does not respect your anointing On the day of death when it comes, it takes you No matter how highly anointed you are And the last part, favor with men Five minutes more, favor with men Your social life, your social capital What is the level of your social capital as a child of God? What is the level of your social capital as a child of God? The quality of your relationships determine the quality of your life. What is the quality of your relationship? What is the quality of people that you move with as a child of God? Who are the people in your circle? Are you working with the foolish or you are working with the wise? The scripture says in Proverbs chapter thirteen verse twenty. Proverbs chapter thirteen verse twenty. He said, He that walks with the wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Your relationship can save you from a lot of challenges in life, it can save you from a lot of embarrassment in life. Mark chapter 2, verse 1 to 5. Mark chapter 2, verse 1 to 5. Talked about a man that was very sick. And then, when his people heard that Jesus was in town, but because there was a lot of crowd around Jesus, what did they do? They broke the roof. They carried the man and brought him down into where Jesus was. Mark chapter 2, verse 1 to 5. Number three, cultivate healthy relationship as a child of God. If Jesus Christ grew in favor with men, then you must grow in favor with men. Cultivate healthy relationships. The scripture says in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. He talked about the, the widow of the sons of the prophet that Elisha had an encounter with, and Elisha told her to go and borrow as many vessels as possible. If she does not have a relationship with the people, who would she have borrowed those vessels from? And the level of the number of vessels that she borrowed determined the level of her blessing. And that is why they say, your network determines your net worth. Your network determines your net worth. Number four, in drawing in your favor with men, you must be a value giver and a problem solver. If you are going to grow in your relationship with men, you must be a value giver. Don't be a burden to any man don't be a burden to any man don't be a burden to any man you must be a value giver the scripture says in luke chapter 5 verse 1 to 11. luke chapter 5 verse 1 to 11 it talked about um simon and our lord jesus christ now our lord jesus christ wanted to enter one of the two ships and simon's ship was one of the ones available and Simon made a sheep, I mean, sorry, a sheep available for the Lord Jesus Christ. And what happened in return? The problem that he was, he'd was been trying to solve, they fished all night. They were trying to catch fish all night. That could not be solved. Simon offered value to Jesus Christ, and in return, he got his own problem to solved. Because Jesus Christ only told him, launch into the deep. And there was a major breakthrough. Number five, which is the last point. Under this, show love and more love will come back to you. Show love and more love will come back to you as a child of God. Are you showing love? The scripture says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, very straightforward. Therefore, all things, whatever you would that men should do to you, do so even to them. For this is the law and the prophet. If you want love, show love love will come back to you. If you want to be helped, offer help. A lot of youths have not gotten a job today because they, did, they do not understand the value of volunteerism. Giving something, making yourself available. You can be a youth call member, finish your youth service, look for a job for some time, and then if you don't get a job, you can actually offer Free internship, that you want to do free internship. And based on the value that you give, you can be retained in such organization. A lot of people have gotten good jobs as a result of that. And a lot of us are still looking for jobs. They are still looking, you know, and you're not willing to even pay a price. Are you ready to start from somewhere for you to grow? So as a child of God, show love and more love will come back to you. What is the conclusion of the matter? No man can truly live a balanced life without Jesus. Your life cannot be balanced without Jesus. Our Father in the Lord said something about an argument that he had with his son about the, you know, people who pay tithes, who don't pay tithes, they still have blessing. And he said, do you know some of those people might even be battling with things that money cannot solve, that money cannot buy, that money cannot take care of, no man can truly live a balanced life without Jesus. Shall we please rise. The scripture says in John chapter 3, verse 27, it said, Jesus answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it is given to him from above. And the scripture also says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, He said, Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do do you want rest? Do you want a balanced life? Then you need to come to Jesus Because without him Your life cannot be balanced Shall we please close our eyes? So if you are here You've tried so many things And they never worked You've tried A lot of things in your life And you never got a headway Jesus is inviting you this morning To come to him ...for your life to be balanced. If you found Jesus, you found life. It will give direction to your life. The scriptures... ...made us know that... ...this Jesus is the way and the life. The way. He didn't say one of the ways. He said the way. Meaning that is the only way. So if you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus...